There are certain things in life, and even if you give, even if there's a little bit of a, of a warning, it's really enough. There are certain things that are particularly difficult for us to do, and therefore even if we hear it many times, it's still a sign, it's still a test, it's still a challenge. Like he brings from Rashi, the beginning of Pasha's Sav, which is coming up in Mitzvah next week, but the Torah has to repeatedly Mimazaris us, the Torah has to repeatedly, repeatedly, not warn us, but encourage us to move ahead with certain mitzvahs, such as bringing karbonis, because it's expensive. And it's hard for a person to part with his money. So therefore, tzavizirus means that in matters that are of particular difficulty for us to do, we need constant encouragement, we need a constant push. So it's not enough just to tell somebody one time. You know, like, you know, when you have a kid, you tell a kid once, be a good kid. And you know, I'll see you by the chuppah. Zeroes, <laughs> you, need, you need, there needs to be more ischaskas, more encouragement, and constant, constantly repeating the inyanim and so on. The matter that we're going to talk about now, it's not enough just to say it once, to, to say one time. To say a couple of words about it. There's certain things that have, that have, that have sort of um, splintered off from some of the words that I've been saying until now. It's a matter that requires constant, constant encouragement. We, know, we need to always be reminded. To, re- to repeat. Careful means double. And the is to go over something. You know, the Gemara tells us, the Gemara tells us that, that when a mitzvah comes your way, you shouldn't let it become chamistic. You shouldn't delay, you shouldn't put it off. Mitzvahs could also become chamistic. And something has to be done with Zrizis has to be done immediately, you don't delay. So the Rebbe explains, And if Chazal have taught us that delaying one mitzvah is already called chametz, they get something wrong, that putting off a mitzvah, one mitzvah is already, and the Inyin of chametz is already not good, it has to be corrected, and it can be corrected, then Lahachmis is kol atzmai. Then what does it mean when a person puts his entire life on hold? What does that mean? Putting a mitzvah on hold, delaying your observance of a mitzvah, holding back and not doing what you're supposed to, that's already a duchin of chametz. It's already an Indian rod. It's already something wrong. So what about what about people who they put their entire lives on hold? Meaning. I'll be a, I'll be a yid, you know. I'll be an elochid, you know, when I'm older. I'll be an elochid. Not just I'll be more careful with this mitzvah when I'm older, or I'm I'm putting off. You know, I'm having a hard time with this particular nisayin, with this avera, with this. Uh, here, it's putting off one's entire one's entire connection to Hashem, which is what which is what most of us have been doing most of our lives. We all we all certainly plan. We all plan on leaving the world in a, in a magnificent style. 
We all want to be big tzaddikim. There's not one of us that wants to like that wants to be in Paris coming to the next world. <coughs> we figure that you know I'll start. I'll start, I'll start soon. Now, after this job, this job is getting me down. All right, after the, you know, when I get to Eretz Yisrael, that's become a big thing. You know, it's very hard to be a good Jew. It's very hard to be a good Jew uh, in Chutzlars. So I'll be, I'll be a, a good Jew. In the meantime, you know, I'll do what I have to. I'll try to do what I have to. Not such a big sad, not such a big Russia. And Mr. Shem, once, once we're able to get away from this crazy place and I'll get to Eretz Yisrael, then, then I'm going to be a real Yid. And all of these different things, whether we actually articulate them, we, th- we think in that way, we don't. But Lamaisa, we put off being Jews. So the Rebbe says, Lahachmas is kol atzmai, that a person gives his entire being over to become chametzdik. His entire being, who you are as a Jew, who you are in this world, is being delayed. It's on hold. And you know, you have a hold pattern. And some people have a whole pattern that includes, that includes, you know, diving in a minion. Some people have a whole, you know, pattern that does not include diving in a minion. And each, each person has, but in terms of, in terms of putting oneself, mamish, in the Indian, to be in the Indian, the Hayesha, mamish, to be in the Indian. So many, many people, the Rebbe says, they're not doing that. And all that he does is, everything is on this, everything's in this place of, of it's going to be. Either he's not doing the things that he should be doing, or even if he's doing them. So let's say you are davening, but the davening is not really a davening. The davening is not really a davening. 20, 30 years, further on and on and on, but it's not really, really, it's all chametzdik. Rahu asher kemat ain't shuba negetzais. The Rebbe says it's such, this is such a difficult situation, that it's very, very hard to change. It's very hard to do tshuva. It's one thing when you're, when you're on fire, and you're, you're there, and you're investing yourself in, in your life and in your Yiddishkeit and your marriage and your kids, you're invested. But there's a certain detail that's like on hold. No, but when the person's entire being is on hold, when your whole essence is on hold, so Rebbe says very hard. And there's as many Bachram, because remember he's, he's teaching, he's, telling, he's talking to Bachram, he says many Bachram are, are, are caught or are stricken with this with this attitude. Milken like like Malkus, just stricken with this with this attitude. I already we've already discussed this in, in Parag in Paradigm. That you shouldn't rely upon your young years. Meaning you figure you have years of Shetis Rabbana. You have plenty of time. There are plenty of time you, you know, you don't have to you don't have to start now. You have plenty of time. Well, Guv Chasha Yigdal, and you're going to mature physically, emotionally, and so on. Like the Kavish Hamidei Secharor is Gami Atzman Tassonim Chakshat Yigdal, and there is this, there is this thought that people have that my that my midas that are not good, my unrefined midas that as I grow up, I'll outgrow this stuff. You know, I have a, I have a lousy you know uh, attitude about certain things. I have a bad temper, whatever it is, Kaz Gaiva Taiva, all these things. That as I grow up, you know, the same way that the, that the doctor says that, well, don't worry, your allergies, you know, on their own, they're pretty much going to, they'll disappear or, uh, or other stuff. So you figure the same way that you outgrow, you outgrow certain physical things, you must tell me, you say, I'm going to outgrow, I'm going to outgrow this, uh, th- these, uh, spiritual maladies and these, uh, and these chasrainas in my me. This, I'm going to outgrow them, it's just that's part of what happens with time. So the Rebbe says, I've already told you not to rely upon that. 
here's a, here's a uh, classic sentence. Kirak hashadim is darkness. Kufam beis. Kirak hashadim is darkness. Allah ish. It's true. The years get old, but not the person. The years get old. He says. Kirak hashadim is darkness. Allah ish. But the person, the person doesn't really, really, doesn't really grow old. There was a. I don't remember which which uh, it was the Biyana Rabbi it was Nachnochem one of the Biyana Sadikim that he, there was a there was an old Chassid that was there with him one of the older Chassidim and the Rabbi and the Rabbi asked him the Yankel which one of us is which one of us is older you know he was trying to go back in the time which Yankel which one of us is older so he said he says Rabbi I was born before you but you're older than me. I was born before you, but you're older than me. <clears throat> Meaning that I'm older in years, but Rabbi, but you, but you're what is talking, which means something that was kind of chachma, but you, you're, you're older than me. It's just I, I have, I have to be born before you, but I'm not as old as you. And the in here, being old meant changing and growing and becoming and bringing out your kaiches So the chassid was saying, I, I was born before you. We can walk into the yeshiva, and you can see you can see a, a 16, 17, 18 year old guy, a 20 year old guy, and and there we can say we can look at ourselves and say, look, I was born I was born 20 years, 25 years before that bacha, but he's older than me. What do I think about all day? What does this bacha think about all day? I was born I was born 30 years before this guy. Thirty years I was born before him, and look, but who's really older? He's working on his midas, he's working on his davening, he's working on becoming a better person, and I'm on just I'm just on this whole pattern. I'm not changing. I'm just the same. So it could be that it could be that I was born before that bocha or before that young man, but that is he's older than me. He's really older than I am. Sometimes I have this situation. It's of an apricho. You know, you have a kid that comes back from yeshiva comes back, he was in Yeshiva for a year or two, he comes back and he's trying to talk to his father. He's trying to explain to his father. And you look at the situation and you hear what the kid says and you hear what the father says and you think, wow, the father's, the father's a couple times older than the kid, but the kid's really older than the father. The father was born many years before the kid, but the kid's older. Because his his priorities are his priorities are different. He's got his head on straight. The father's uh, the father's either been on hold or he's been or, you know, he's been been sinking. And the kid's got his head on straight. He's just coming off two years of learning Torah. The kid's been listening to Rashi's and Rambans and Rambams and Taisus and, and, you know, he's been listening to stuff for the last two years, 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day, and the father's been listening to the radio. And, uh, and you hear somebody that's, you hear somebody that's 18 years old talking to somebody that's 38 years old, 40 years old, 48 years old, and, and you see that the, the father was born many years before, before the boy, but the boy is much older than the father. That's what the Rebbe says, Kirak Hashanah is darkness below Ha'ish. Kirak Hashanim is darkness. The years get old, but not necessarily the person. V'hine loy b'taharis amidas, v'hine loy b'taharis amidas haroyiz belvad. I'm not only talking about, I'm not only talking about purifying or repairing the destructive amidas, the negative amidas. That that what that one has to begin, that one has to begin. As a bacher, not to wait, not to just put it off, not to be on hold. Kirak gambe knias midas heloyis v'darkei chasidus. 
I'm talking about the Rebbe says about not only just that you shouldn't scream anymore like in the Shogunah, and that you shouldn't have, you shouldn't be so self-centered. I'm talking about becoming somebody, not just not just repairing what's wrong, but really reaching Madragas, you know, having great meters and, and, and entering into the dark Hasidus, becoming a great person. And we know in ourselves, if we're honest with ourselves, okay, maybe not so much the young younger guys, but within ourselves as we get older, we lose more hope. We're thinking, halavai, halavai, that we shouldn't have such bad meters anymore. But to acquire great meters and to be somebody that's really, you know, someone that's really a big person. So as we get older, we become less, we become, we become less certain that it's possible. And we begin to just, uh, we, we, we let ourselves... We let ourselves either slip chasasholim, or at best we try to, we try to, to, we, we try, we, you know, we struggle with with not being destroyed by our negative midas. The Rebbe says, "We kain midas elois v'darke chesidus." Lo rak mishes soimech atzmei al shnoisum mibli avoid legamrei. El gamisha writes a lavoid rak meacher or machmitzus avodas amushkasu. He says you have you have two types of people. You have one that he figures, listen, I'm a kid, I'm a young I'm a young guy. I don't have to. All this stuff is not for me. All this talk about avoda, all these things in the cipher. You know, it's uh, it's not for me. I just want to have a good time. It's not for me. I'm not shy to any of this. So therefore, there's no need of avoda right now in my life. But then you have that's one type. Then you're another person that says, no, no, look, I I know it's important. And I want to be, I want to be an Ayurved. The first guy is not even interested in being an Ayurved. This guy wants to be an Ayurved. He says he wants to be an Ayurved. But, uh, he's Machmet Zavadaso. But he, he keeps underlaying it. He's also Mushkas. Mushkas is a very strong word. Meaning he's also not the person he's supposed to be. It's also a bad thing. Therefore the Rebbe turns to the students and says to them, Imroitz Atali Shomi Machla. If you want to, if you want to protect yourself from this from this sickness, I should kemat chasasham lusa leisuchal hirapi menana, which it's kemat. It, it, it's almost impossible to to find a cure. In other words, if you just get yourself into this pattern, that whole pattern, when you're a young guy and you just keep on going like that, if you want to cure yourself of this, and he says it's very very difficult. As you get older, become you become more set in your ways. As you become older, you become much more set than. It becomes so much harder to make any changes when you get older. If you ever try to talk to, a, to like to, to a guy that's like in his forties that was never married to get him married, you ever, you ever talk to a guy like that? It's, uh, it's, and, and, and you know the difference. You see the difference between between talking to a to a twenty year old, a twenty one year old, and 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 the and then once the person is married and making changes even in the marriage, it's it's uh, it's very very hard. The person becomes set, becomes becomes set in, in his ways, and and it's as difficult as it is for a twenty-year-old. For a forty-year-old, it's it's more than twice as difficult to say, "Listen, if you want to be happily married, you have to change certain attitudes. You have to change even the simplest hanhaga, even the simple tell the guy, turn your shoes to the left instead of to the right." Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I've been I've been keeping my shoes that way my whole life. You know, it makes your wife happy. Just move the shoes a little bit like this. You know, this is this is uh, this is six months therapy. 
just to, to move the shoes. It's easier for the therapist to go there and move them from. <laughs> because this is any because any little changes, oh yes, and I've right there. And it will occur to be for a person to be macabre that he has to do something, he has to change something. He's so stuck. It's so hard. So the Rebbe says he The Rebbe says, Be careful, you're young, don't put things off. Don't say you know, I'll do it later on in my life. Don't put it off. Don't don't say tomorrow, which is one of the most popular words in our vocabulary. You know, some other time I'll I'll do it. A different time. All the things that we've been learning now, until now, don't don't neglect. Don't neglect these things. Don't don't neglect them. Don't put them off. Because you're learning the cipher. Don't neglect what we're talking about. Hanhagas is sivuyim and all the different hanhagas we're talking about things to do and sivuyim. Lamer saying, Don't don't think when you're reading this sefer, don't think that these things are not for me right now. Nara, I'm a kid. This is really, if you think about it, how many swarm were written for Bachram for boys? And if the Rebbe would have written this, he could have just as easily written it, because you know there's every single thing in here is for us too. So how can we make such a big deal? How does it tell me them? And how can we writing it to the guys, to the boys, to the Bachram? Could have, he could have probably sold more copies if he would have, if he, if he would have publicized it as being a safer for the whole world. But he didn't. He said it's a safer for the Bachram. We understand, because the Rebbe, the Rebbe knows that the easiest thing would have been for every single Bachram to say, wow, this big stuff, this beautiful stuff, it's not for me. It's maybe, maybe when I'm you know, older. So the Rebbe wrote a second sefer called Hachsharis Avreicha. That's when he says to all the young married guys, "Come over, I want to talk to you." Called Hachsharis Avreicha. I don't know any other. Think of any other time he wrote Svarim in such a way. Such a way. Chavos Atalmidim, Hachsharis Avreicha. I'm talking to the Bachram, and now I'm talking to the guys that are already married. He Bedavka doesn't want people to say, "To me, it's a different time." He says. I'm talking to you. And the Bacha says, you might say, it's not for me. Now I'm a kid. This price is awful. Holy Nivam Molik is procrastinating. Amolik means, and everybody knows, means to cool a person off. Naderach means to keep you along, the, to keep you on the derach, to stop you along the way. Amolik means procrastinating. Amalek means not to let you get to the end. That's always baderach. You're always learning a little bit. You're always davening a little bit. You're always fixing your meters a little bit. You're always being a little bit of a better father or a better mother, a little bit of a better friend, a better parent. But it's never, it's never to make it to the end zone. Everything's baderach. It's only about Amalek. <coughs> and zacher to remember means to the way to destroy Amalek is to is to is to push to the end zone. Is to keep on going. Is to with a chamim. It's not ashakarcha, which means with a coldness. Amalek means <coughs> Amalek means that it, 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 not today. You'll do it tomorrow. Amalek's smart. Amalek doesn't tell a person never do this. Amalek knows that he doesn't like to hear that. If the Sahara would come to us in such a way, so listen, I never ever want you to be a big chosh of a yid. So everybody, Amalek knows that we wouldn't go for that. Because it's not, because we all want to be, we all want to be Chashvayid. So Amalek doesn't come as this way. Amalek always says, tomorrow, tomorrow you'll be a Chashvayid. Next week you'll be a Chashvayid. When you'll be an old man, 
That's always the Indian, the Indian of Badar, which the Sfatsamas was so much about the Indian of Zohar, of remembering, which means the Nakuda Hapnim is the Chiyas. Not to forget to be, what they call in the outside world, to be goal oriented. Amalek is the opposite of that. Amalek, Amalek, and I'll talk about that more in Mishra Master Shabbos. Amalek is, is always this Bechim, this Indian of Badarach, Badarach. You don't have to finish right now. You don't have to go right now to, to work so hard. That's, the, that's this attitude. I'm a kid. When I'll be older, then I'll choose this path. And when I'm older, when I'm older, I really, I'll be a big, a big ball of vayda. The Rebbe says, Tremble. You should tremble from, even, from, from thinking such thoughts. Resalach erechon means be thrown backwards. Like such a thought, you know, it should knock you on the floor. Such a thought, such a mistake. Kidalacha, because you should know. Shadivrei Yitzvacha himashekam alacha lahargacha. You should know that these thoughts of delaying, these these procrastinating thoughts. This is your Yitzhar. This is a molek that's, that's rising. To kill you, and to and to, to take away from you both this world, both both worlds, this world and the world to come. Hello, We spoke about this. It's not enough just to do good things. It's not enough to do good things. The tachlis is that you should be good. About this, 100 percent. A person has to, even even if he's not yet in that place of being toiv, he has to force himself to do masam toiv, to do good things. And it has to be with the Kabbalah's all to do good things. But the ultimate tachlis, the Rebbe says, is shagam that you should be toiv. Not only that you should behave and follow the different hanhagis of, of what it means to be a chassid, to be good. In other words, to behave in a good way, to behave in a holy way. That you should become a chassid. That's what's missing nowadays. That's what's missing. You can go. To, you can go to certain circles where people were raised as chassidim. They were all the levush and the garms chassidim, and they're card-carrying members of this rabbi, that rabbi. But that, are they chassidim? Many of these are they chassidim? So if you see them, you'd say they're chassidim. But is that bad? Is chassidim? And then you can see somebody else that. That he's bechlal, you know, he's new to the whole thing, and he doesn't really know much, and he, and and but but he's, but he's working on it, and he might not have the right, uh, he might not have the right lavush, and he might not know how to pronounce, you know, uh, Chernobyl properly or something, but but he's a chosin, he's a chosin, he's not just, it's not just a question of an hagis of doing the things that chesidim is supposed to do. The rabbi says it's an the issue is to become a chosin, and that's not easy. Those kind of chassidim, there aren't, there aren't so many. To be a chassid. Elozai's kola she tikdam lave bin aruscha, afamidasacha kyasha rashamalcha. The Rebbe says, and to become a chassid, the earlier you begin to work on things in your youth. And you meet this kyasha rashamalcha, as we've discussed. <coughs> You see, the Rebbe doesn't. The Rebbe didn't write anything about working on your beard and payas, working on your gartel, working on your bekesha, 
working on, you know, you're, 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 uh, you're attending a tish or something. He doesn't, you know, he has discussions of the Indian of being by tzaddikim and so on. Of course, he's, uh, he spoke about it. But this is not the, this is not the side of the chinuch of the child. That's something that comes along with it. But like, unfortunately, like many things, where the tuffle becomes the, where the, the thing that's less important becomes the most important thing. He says, Yaiset Taif, the earlier you begin, the Rebbe says, with your Avaida, Yaiset Taif Tia, you will, be, it, it, it will be better, and you will be better, you will be, you will, you will feel yourself becoming better. The Yaiset Yaikalacha, Lahafech is Chute Besarcha Vagagreas Mesacha, and it will become easier for you. If you begin when you're young, it will become easier for you to transform chute b'sarcha, meaning the, it means literally the threads of your flesh, the gagreas m'sarcha, and, and the, your bones, you mean to change around your entire life, your flesh and your bones, l'tayr, to be purified, v'zakas chesidus, and the refinement of chesidus. But the more you delay, and you put off the real Avaida, as kol atzmacha atamachmitz. You're not just putting off certain details. You're not just allowing certain parts of your life to become chametzdik, but you're all together. Kol atzmacha atamachmitz. Your entire self, your machmitz. Your whole life is, your whole life is a shtik chametz. V'koshe shetovah latachlis ashelimadu lachamiraish. And that will become more and more difficult to reach the tachlis that we set for you from the beginning. Don't you know that when there's a little child who, God forbid, one of his avarim, one of his limbs is crooked for for a period of time, the marshal sheyashivu yado achas acha that if you if you would take from a little little a little child that you would take a hand. And you would tie it in back. So then you know, as this came, then it's going to grow, it's going to develop in a, in a way that is not straight. It's going to develop in a way that's crooked. Akshiyatiras kishri, even when you let, even when you untie the, 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 the kid. Even when you untie him, and it's the same thing when it comes to, when it comes to emotions, no? That's what you're saying. When it comes to thinking, when it comes to emotions, you see a child, a child, if you take, if you, if you, even with his physical limbs, if you tie it a certain way, or, or if he's set in a certain way, so then like, it becomes, it becomes the way, his way of living. So then he, his arm is that way, or his leg is that way. And even when you untie it, it remains that way. Like Cain Eitzel But that's not true when it comes to ready with an adult. If you tie, if you tie up the arm of an adult, whatever it is, for six months, for a year, whatever it is. If you tie him up, when you, when you untie him, he comes back to the way he is. El Makaimatoshev, Achashiatirana. When you untie him, he goes, it goes back to the way it was. Why is this? So we understand. Because the child is constantly growing, and he's adding more flesh to flesh, and more bones to the bones. And the flesh and the bones that are that are growing, that are developing while he's tied, are growing and developing in a crooked way, because he's still in the process of growing. And the flesh and the and the bones are what are growing or developing in that in that crooked in that twisted way. Therefore, in a state of crookedness, they're, they're created. 
their their beginning is in a state of crookedness. That's how they came, that's how the, the child, since he's still in the process of growing and changing, so if it's not set straight at the beginning and it's crooked, so then that becomes his bria. That's his that's his messias, crookedness. But it's not that way with an adult. He's not growing anymore. There's no more flesh or, or bones that are growing or being added. Therefore, even if you tie his arm a certain way for six months, for six years, it's very, very, very hard that there should be any change. So it's almost impossible that there should be any change. He's already set. And it's even, it's even in a physical way. It's even in a simple physical way. How much more so, infinitely more so, when it comes to a way of thinking? How many thoughts of ours are already fully grown and developed from the time that we're young, that we, that we, that we come to certain conclusions, either because friends said it. You know, we're all walking around with, some, with like stuff that's totally crazy because some idiot said it like when we were 14. Like, this is the truth, so we think that's the truth. Or, or it could be some teacher, or it could even be a parent, whatever it is, but not necessarily the truth. Things that we're just walking around with. And since when we were kids, we were, we were, our minds were tied in a crooked way. Our minds were tied in a crooked way when we were kids. Especially grew up in America. It's not just crooked, it's like, a, it's not much, uh, you know, if we could see it, it would be the craziest shapes and. Our, our thoughts, our thoughts were molded by, by you know, by CBS and ABC and NBC and you know all the C's and B's. <laughs> our thoughts were mamish molded by who? By by the biggest menuvalim, mishchasim, tmeim, chusim, and and it's so hard. So that's our definition of our way of looking and understanding what's what's true, what's right, and what's wrong by what, by who, by newspapers and books, by television. Worse than Irishkeit, hashchasim. So we, we we're already you know we're here with our with our brains twisted and tied up in all kinds of all kinds of crazy ways, and it's very very hard to change because when you're a kid, the flesh and the bones grow into that into that crooked thing, so you become invested in that crookedness. You become invested in that kind of crookedness. That will help us admire Bali Shuva infinitely more, right? Isn't a Bali Shuva an amazing person? If you think about it. Think about a Bali Shuva, it's an amazing thing. If a guy was raised a certain way, was living that way for 20, 30 years, whatever it is, all of his thoughts, all of his ways are tied up in, 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 in you know, to everything that's not holy and not pure, and, and he turns his life around. But in certain ways, in certain ways it's harder for a person that was, ra- that was raised with sort of a mediocre Yiddishkeit. In certain ways it's harder. And therefore in certain ways it's more admirable when you see somebody that was brought up in a Ashakar Chabaderach Yiddishkeit. You know, with a yarmulke and Shabbos, but not much else. For that person to, to turn around is also, so it might even be harder. Because he has all kinds of Rambams and Shulchan Aruch and Rabbis to, to base his crookedness on. My Rabbi goes to the movie. You know, these kind of stupid things. So what does it mean your rabbi goes to movies? He, you know, he might be a nice guy, but he's that's not where he should be going. <clears throat> All these little shyness, I have to explain to you without, you know, 
I'm always nervous that I, I don't want to go overboard. But when I say overboard, I mean, I tell this, I want to tell you the truth, but I want to insult people. You know, but, but that's all, I mean, I'm saying about myself, all of us, and you know that I'm not saying to talk down, God forbid, I never talk down to anyone. person goes whole life saying, you know, listen, you see that a woman that was raised without Yiddishkeit at all, and she becomes Baal's Shuvah, every single one of them covers their hair. Every single one. Come on, maybe you'll find one or two a Baal that doesn't cover there. It's very strange. A Baal doesn't cover there. But by the, by the modern Orthodox, Bob Dafke. Because why? Because uh, that Rebison didn't cover it. You know? There's a crookedness that's so set with the Baal when she comes to being from, when she comes to being from, so she understands that what was until now was wrong and this is the right way. And therefore, it's like a little child that's beginning to develop again, with the flesh and the bones, and it's pliable, and so on. And not only that, that, might, that, that will excite the Baal Shuvah. But if you have a girl that grew up in a home with a mother didn't cover the hair, and it was seen as something which is like a chassidish, a yeshivish, a vachnok tezach, and heard a thousand times the mother saying, oh, look at this, and the chnoks, and the fumis, and this and that, and yeah, I mean, my grandmother did, but, you know, but I heard you don't have to, and all this stuff, all, all the all the lashonis of Shekhar and that silliness. So, for that girl, a girl was raised in a place where she was set that covering the hair is something which is not part of Yiddishkeit. You see, the Baal Shuvah wasn't, wasn't raised that way. She was raised in a totally secular way. But she wasn't, she, wasn't, she wasn't raised where covering the hair was tied behind her, right? That it was something that was, that was crooked. It was just, it doesn't exist. So when she becomes, when she accepts mitzvah, she sees it in a new way, like a kid. <laughs> and anybody that opens her eyes to Yiddishkeit in a new way, sees that from the time that Klaius will receive the Torah, every religious woman covers her hair. It's not, it's not something that the Hasidim came up with. You know, it's not from the Baal Shem Tov, <laughs> covering hair. It's, it's something that we all have done across the board, all the years. But someone who grew up in a house where they were crooked from the beginning, it's crooked, it's fakrumt. And what's the krumkite? How am the krumkite? I'm not saying a tiny, but there's a krumkite. What's the krumkite? The krumkite at some point, whatever, came to America, right? A grandmother already started to stop and stuff, and you came to America, you don't have to, whatever, however that krumkite came about. But it's very, very hard to change, to change a krumkite. And when you talk to someone who's not religious but thinking about Yiddishkeit, he hears things in a much clearer way. Then you go talk to somebody that's that's like, you know, holds himself to be, you know, he's a Shama Shabbos person, he eats only black kosher, and, you know, he belongs to the country club, and he, uh, and all of that means it's much, it's much, it's much easier to talk to Baal Shuvah, much easier. Because he's macabre, like, I'm a kid, I'm starting from Aleph. Form me, shape me. Shape me. Tell you the truth. But when you're dealing with somebody that's already all fakrumt, you know, all fakrumt, you know, that he was, you know, he's 16 years old, on the Mosheh Shabbat, sitting in the back of the theater, you know, you'll excuse me, you know, making out with his girlfriend. And now he's, and now he's 30 years old, 40 years old, sitting, sitting with his sitter upside down during Ashray, talking to his friend about the stock market. It's very hard. It's very hard, a krumkite. An uninspired, in other words, I'm just, a person becomes set as being uninspired. I'm set in my way. Set. And, and it's set in a crookedness. Like God forbid, like someone has a broken bone and the doctor sets it in the wrong way. Which in the old days was very common. My father had a brother. He was a big tzaddik. <coughs> I never met him. He was killed in the war. My father said that when he, when he was a kid, he was, he was a couple years older than me. He was a few years older than my father. He used to learn with the Minchas Salazar. 
101, this, this uncle of mine, Herschel. So my father said that, that when he was a kid, they were playing, and he, and he got his arm, he jumped into a fence, he got his arm caught in the fence. And it was broken in many places. And they like, you know, like some, some yokel from, the, from town, some doctor, whatever, said it. And my father said that it, was always, it never grew. It stopped growing, it was all messed up. And that was a common thing. So in Ruchnius, you know how many yokels have dealt with us in Ruchnius? Since we're in this world. I mean, with good intentions. They could be nice guys. I'm not saying they're bad people. But, you know, they're not Mavinim. We're not talking here about, you know, anybody that the, that the, uh, that the mix of the rangers would hire, you know, to fix our brains. Who are the people that, who are the people, how were we formed and molded? And are we so certain that this is the way it's supposed to be? So when you talk to someone that's 20, he'll say, maybe, maybe not. But as the years go by, you become more certain that your crookedness is true. You become convinced that your crookedness is true. Because you're set. And, and it's unbelievably, unbelievably hard to change. So even though, one second, so even though the Balshuv is to be unbelievably admired, but personally, the admiration that I have for a person who was raised with Yiddishkeit, but with a Yiddishkeit that wasn't set properly, and is prepared to give a crack and to break it down. That's what you have to do in this set incorrectly. So you have to smack it, break it down, and, and restructure, rebuild. To me, that those the people that do that are, are the most heroic people, are the most heroic people in the world. You have many of them here in Auschwitz, many men in Hashem. and in other places. I'm not saying Davke, but this you see is a godless phenomenon. It's a godless phenomenon. When someone wasn't from at all, and they changed. Gavaldi. When someone was from, and they changed, endless shire of It's unbelievable. There's nobody bigger in the entire world than such a person. There's nobody bigger in the whole world. Yes, sir. Somebody willing to go through hardship, like the bone getting broken, so it can be reset sometimes. If somebody comes out of a hardship, and they're able to grow from the Beautiful. You're right. Yes, 100% right. Sometimes a person goes past through a, through a hardship, and then he gets. You see, even a guy that's set set in his ways, but he goes through a difficult time. So I'm talking about covering the here. There's a chash of a chash of a woman that my wife and I know. That um, she wasn't, you couldn't talk about such an Indian, and it was she was set in her ways. She was raised in a very nice, modern Orthodox family, good people, you know, uh, president of the shul, vice president, treasurer, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> and 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 the the you know there was no there was really nothing to talk about, but very very good, very harsh for a person. She had a child, Lalenu, <clears throat> that was in a terrible terrible accident. And with Nisim and the Flois, Nisim Mamish, the, the, uh, the child had a Yeshua. The Nisim Mamish, Shanat Yeshua And you see this woman, Mitzavit Sneez, and covering the hair, and, and Shiurim, and growing and changing. And that's what Yosef said, he's 100% right. Sometimes a person that wasn't, that, that wasn't, wasn't ready to reset his life at all, he was just on the whole pattern. But then the Rishon comes along, something happens, and boy, you get broken into a million pieces. And then when you, when the bones, is when they're lying on the floor, then you have to think, uh, what do I do now? Am I going to put this together the same, the same empty and shallow way that it was set for the last 40, 50 years? Or, or, or should I say, Rishon, I want to thank you, you know, what you did for me. 
and I'm not, I'm not going to be the same person. I'm going to set my life in a different way. And, I, and when I see this person, every time I go, to, every time by Shir, every time I, I, I say good Shabbos, I see this person, I have such a chazk, I say, wow. You know, I, I doubt that I should be such a person. But it shouldn't come, God forbid, it shouldn't be Khalil, it shouldn't be with Yisurim, it shouldn't be with suffering, it shouldn't be with punishment, it shouldn't, God forbid, be with sorrow. It should just be, it should be uh, sweet, and we should make our own decisions. It shouldn't be that, I, that we have to be broken into a million pieces, God forbid, and then to look at the, to look at everything and say, now what? This is what people do. So that's what the Rebbe is saying over here. That, on page around seven lines down. It's very, very hard. Once the, the, by the adult, by the adult, it's it's set. It's very hard, and and, and that's why even if you even if you try to mold something, it when you when you let go, it bounces back. A kid, a kid, he when he changes when he works on his, a certain meter, he could change that meter, and become and it could become become much better, and it's something which lasts for the rest of his life. With an adult, even if you work on your midas, as an adult, even when you work on something, the second you're not vigilant, you let go, it bounces right back to the way it was. It bounces right back. So a person, as an adult, a person, I'm working on this Indian already, you know, for whatever, for a year, I'm working on this Indian. And then, and you know, that means that you're trying to reset yourself. And then uh, a year later, after working so hard and trying to reset, and trying to fix yourself and so on, something comes along and you just plop right back into the old way because you understand it. it's like taking it's like untying the adult's arm it goes back to what it was and it's and with a kid that wouldn't have been with a kid if he works on that meter for a year when you're young that's what I'd be saying when you're young if you work on something hard it'll stay that way and although it'll, it'll, it'll be strong you'll have it for your whole life but as an adult even if you work on something very very hard if you let go of that of either it slips back into the old way it just slips back as it's, you know, it's what you're comfortable with. It slips back into the old thing. It's, 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 you know, the feeling of who you are. You tell a person, you say to the person, you know, why don't you, why don't you, uh, why don't you go to a shir? Why don't you daven more? And, and I've heard people say, it's not me, Rabbi. So who is it? What do you mean it's not you? You're not Chai Mistress? You went to the High Sinai? It's not me. Oh, of course it's you. The person you're, the person you're, you are now is not you. But to go to a shia, to learn to daven, have people that you have, have someone that, you know, you have, this could say, we see this, we know this about ourselves, someone that he talks to his wife in a nasty voice. So, you know, you can't talk to your wife that way. This is how I talk to my wife. <laughs> what does that mean? No, it's her problem. It's her problem. She has to learn how to listen in a nice way she has to listen. she has to be nicer about how she hears me I said well are you saying things in a nice way this is how I do it it's my mimic it's my, my father my Zayda we have this mimic so we yell at our wives it's a mimic that we have a some people wear some people wear gackles this one different this one this one we yell at our wives it's a mimic in the family you know so what are you supposed to say it's like you know, we can't argue with tradition. It's a very hard thing. What do you tell the guys? You, you have a, a minig. Minig is Isis Gehanim, like he says in all this form. Those have been hugging to take a person to Gehanim. What kind of a minig is that? He yells to your wife. And, and not only that, she has to learn how to deal with me. My mom did. My mom, my mom dealt with me. She didn't want to get rid of me, my mom. And my wife says, if you, if you keep on, my wife says, if, you keep, if I keep on acting this way, she's going to throw me out. My mom, my mom is a much finer woman. 
See, my mom didn't throw me out. My wife's throwing me out. It's not even a hobby. He stopped talking that way. This is, how, this, is how, this, this is how I talk. This is how I react. A person disappointed right away. He becomes a baby. He goes into the corner and he mopes and he doesn't talk to the family the whole day. Hey, we're going for Cholomite on this big trip. They've been playing it for the last, you know, for the last uh, six months. We're going on this big Cholomite trip. And, uh, like, something happened that, he, that the father didn't like. And then the whole time the kid's going, come on, Dad, Dad, you're right, Dad, everything okay, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> like a baby. It's the baby, you know, whatever. He wanted to, he wanted to, that they should have flaces. Flaces, she packed milchiks. Something like that, you know? And then the whole, that's a big thing. Uh, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should use it as an example. That's serious. <laughs> that was a poor choice. <laughs> well, let's say, it was something that's not so serious. So, so you have, so that, that in the middle of the whole day, it could be like they're looking forward to this trip for months, they're looking forward to have a good time. And the kids are like, they want to have a good time. And something like this, like they have like the, the wife and the husband had a little bit of a sikhsuk, we're supposed to leave at, at 10, we're leaving at 10.30, whatever it is, some kind of a sikhsuk. So the whole, the, planning this trip for months, and the whole day is walking around like, you know, like a petition over like, and the kids can't have any fun, the kid goes, why? No, 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 I'm okay, I'm okay. You know, the, you know, that's the thing. I'm okay, I'm fine. And, and, and the wife knows he's not fine, and the kids know he's not fine, and he has to make sure that they know that he's not fine, and he can't be in this gabber on himself to show that is and to let go of it, and to just have a good time, and to be besimcha, because why? Because she said something, whatever, it's not 100%, and... So he can't be misguided. So the whole day the kids have to look at him and know that he's schlepping along, he doesn't want it to go, and he's angry, and he's upset. And eh, so it's not a yont, it's not a cholomite. How many Shabbos kids live through with, 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 with parents with these in Yonim? But they have to see that the, and the parents, and the parents are telling the kids all the time to, that they have to do their homework, they have to do this, they have to do this. That. The key who's there. My father always wants me to change. What does he ever do? You think kids don't think? They don't think in those words, but they understand it. They understand the sugya very well. My parents are always telling me to change. Change your clothing. Change your habits. Change your friends. Change your books. Everything my parents are telling me is chachis. Change. What do I see about what, what are they changing? What about my parents? Does my father, does he change the way that he talks to my, to my mother? Does he change the way that he talks to me? What changes do you, do the parents make? And the parents are constantly asking the kids to change. And they make it seem like it's nothing. You have a kid that's sloppy, but tell There's some kids that are sloppy, but tell they're sloppy. And the parents will hack him and make him the sugar that he should be neat. Okay, it's It's a good meter that person should be neat. It's not the, it's not highest on the on the list of what's important in life, but it's, a, it's an important thing. A kid should have saved, it should be neat. But there could be things that are much, much more important. That, that are missing in the parents, and the kids see it. And the mother's making like the mother's screaming and yelling about the kid that the room is like, you know, they didn't hang up his shirt and the pants were over the chair. It's talking not a good thing. And it makes it harder for the parents. It makes it harder for the mother, especially, to keep the house nice. It's true. But what if the kid would say to the mother, Can I talk to your mom for a minute about, what, about the stuff that you got hanging over your chair? <laughs> I, I, not, not, I'm not talking about clothing. I want to talk to your mom about, about things in your life that I've noticed over the years <laughs> that you haven't hung up properly, that you haven't taken care of properly, that are not in place. Could you imagine if the kids would tell the truth? Because the kids, the kids know. The kids understand. They're very sharp. And the, and the parents, they change this. Ah, okay, so, um, so my, 
my bed wasn't made. It's not a good thing. So keep it of aim, you make your bed. But these things that, that parents do, and the kids can't say anything, kids, the kids can't say a word, of course, it would be chutzpah to say. But they see that their parents aren't changing ki who's uh, Growing up in a house, they see the Yiddishkeit, my parents' Yiddishkeit, my parents' Yiddishkeit hasn't changed the drop. My father, does he learn more? My mother, does she dive more? Does she dress differently? Does my father talk differently? Does my mother talk differently? What do they do? What are the big, what are the big, his, his hapchis, what are the big mahapechis, the big changes that they're making? With all these changes that they're dropping on me that I have to change, what are my, what are my parents changing? What's their avayda? You don't think the kids think about it? The kids think about this all the time. They just don't, they don't articulate it. They tell this, they tell the spouse when they're older about when they talk about their parents. But they don't tell the parents because they're afraid. They're afraid to say anything. So parents have all these expectations that the kids constantly change. And the kids don't see that the parents change. And it's very, very hard. That means that the parents could say to the kids, if the, if the parents would be honest, they would say, we also want to change. But it's hard. It's harder for us. It's harder for us. <clears throat> so when you see it when you see a person that's already 40, 50 years old, even on a simple thing, even with something like that, like he leaves his clothing around, it's very, very hard for him to start to, to do it differently. You know, I said, what's the big deal? Put the thing in the closet. So it was like such a big deal. It's so hard to pick something up from the closet. That, but, but when you're set in your ways and you're already old and you become set, and even the simplest habit, it's so hard to change. That's why he says, Shein b'sorvelat. So he's talking about a godlo, kein a godlo. Shein b'sorvelat. Some b'sgadlim they soften the eye. They tifla pula kol kach mehel l'shanis. Is that some binyan mitzvahs b'sorvelat? Make fi'ruch aviofna. When you're already older and you're trying to do something that's different, it doesn't get set in that way. It bounces back the second you let go. Ruach va'ifna pula. Kein im benayrus chataskel esnag b'dachasis. That's what the Rebbe said. So so important. It's so urgent that when you're young, you begin to set yourself straight. And to begin to to behave in the way of chassidus, mean to become taiv. Kolachet kfish of course. He says, I'm not asking you beyond your years. You know, you do the best you can for how old you are. All is chute mechach of a lipcha noisei rayon rayon yisrovitzayni is a chassidus. For half of a year, then what happens is that the that the uh, not the threads of your brain, like like these the the the, the, um, the veins, you know the. Your, your, your entire brain and your heart become, become, become organs that are what? That are carrying ideas and mitzayinus, that are chassidish mitzayinus, meaning that it's not just, it's not something like when you're older, this is who I am, and then I'm going to try to be better, which is outside of me and artificial. But if you start when you're young, then your brain becomes fixed in that way, and your heart becomes a chassidish heart, that's what he's saying. And a chassidish moich, a chassidish mind, a chassidish heart, when you're young. To have a love of Hashem, the year and fear of Hashem. The kol chelke gufcha vas meisacha kashi is gadlu v'yis v'yis vasfu v'charake kishrei v'rishme chsidus yis vasfu yibaru. And then he says, as you grow older and what more more is added into your life, then everything that develops, everything that's added to you, it's all add, it's all what, it's all adding to the to that which with, to the foundation which is itself healthy and straight. That means that what he says that what's added. So when the when the your attachments uh, to and the, the the bits and pieces of chassidus that become attached to you as you grow older, they become stronger and and they're 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 growing and developing 
based upon the original binyan which is healthy and is going in the right direction and everything becomes a hisaf at his surface and it's better and better and better you see that by every animal and every bird and so on that they all have a certain teva, they have a certain ati, a certain teva, a certain nature each one its own and it's in that way, you don't, you don't find like, you don't find that, that, that uh, like that, uh, you know, that a monkey, like, you don't find that a monkey that's already an older monkey should say, you know, <coughs> I'd like to, I'd like to be, you know, I really would like to hang out more with, uh, with the giraffes. It's not for me, this monkey thing. That doesn't happen. It is a tough and it stays not tough and everything becomes, a, and as the years go by, it becomes more monkey dick. It, uh, it doesn't, it, uh, it, that's who he is, that's, that's, that's his tough and it becomes added to that tough. Why? Because the entire structure of the brain and the entire body and all the limbs are uniquely are unique for that behemoth, for that animal, for that bird, and it's different than a different type. That's and everything is developed and strengthened in the monkey in that development as a monkey. So too, the Rabbi says, with your brain, with your heart. And all of your arm and all of your limbs, meaning in, inside Pneumius. If they grow up in the way of Chesidus, if they develop your mind, your heart, and your limbs, develop what with Chesidus? Then Letivam, Verucham, Tia Chesidus, then what? Then the nature of your mind, your heart, the nature of, of, your, of your entire existence will be what? Will, will be that way of Chesidus. That will become your nature. That will be who you are. And and then it will become very, very hard for you to act in a different way. If, if from the time that you're a child, you develop in this way, then for you to do something that's different would be totally out of character. You'd feel that it's the weirdest thing. You'd feel that it's the strangest thing. If that's, if that's how you develop as a child... There was, I was, yesterday I was talking to somebody who was an Israeli, and he, you know, an older fellow, and he said that even though, you know, he, he, he grew up in a very, in a very yeshivish family, so he said that even though in America, like, he sees, you know, like, the television and all these things, he's talking, he sees the Americans have such a type, he says, but, you know, I never really got, I never really developed a taste for any of it. So I grew up, you know, in Hedgesville in the 1950s, it's, it was so foreign to me as a child, I don't really have, it doesn't really, uh, doesn't interest me. But anybody that grew up in America with television, even if for 30 years he's not watching it, and they start to go, da na na da na na da na I love Lucy. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he can identify, name that tune. <laughs> 30 years later. He didn't hear it in 30 years. He, already, he knows every niggin. <laughs> every, and he tell me, you remember the episode? You remember that? You remember that Twilight Zone? Oh, that was great. You remember that? Can't remember Tysus from this morning. But he remembers every single thing, you know. And it, it becomes sad. When, what happens to you as a kid, it's very strong. So this is really told me, I don't, you know, I see all this stuff, the Americans, they're so crazy, but I don't have a cheshik for them. Looks, you know, he said, it looks strange to me, to sit in front of a machine. And it looks strange. He said, he can't, like, you know, he tried, he said, doesn't go, I don't know, I don't, I don't go for it. It's not, he says, not so much, it's not really because you're a shemaim, I don't go for it, it's not, I don't know. A person, you become, you become developed in a certain way, and your whole binion is, is, that, that to be different is already, it's mashunadik. You feel that, you feel that it's strange. <laughs> you feel that it's strange, it's not you. If your whole beginnings are set properly, that's why the children, the, 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 the time, that kufa of, 
of childhood when the children of and it's our Indian it's our responsibility because we're setting their mind and heart we're setting their limbs a certain way and even if later they want to change it's very hardly a sewer they don't go away whether it's good or whether it's bad if it's something which is good then it was set in a strong way in a good way and if it's something which is crooked it becomes very very hard to change later on so we might think we could, we could think that every day I'm the best parent in the world I'm the best parent in the world and then and, and you know you set your child up in such a way let's say and you know please forgive me for this also I don't mean it personally and I don't mean against anyone chaveim you know, personally, you send your kid to a co-ed camp. You send your kid to, to be in a place where it's very, very, the summers are very relaxed time, and he's hanging out, and the guys and girls, and he sees the counselors, you know, behind the bunk and all that stuff. And then, and then, and then you expect that all, you expect what, that when he's, like when he's, uh, you know, when he's a mensch, so he wants to start to live a life of Kedush and Tahara. You might not even expect that, because that, that might be your Hasagas also. But let's say, <laughs> but let's say you, you have bigger Hasagas. But then, what, what, what was the, in other words, how did you set the, the mind? Imagine it being like, like bones. How did you set the brain of your kid? You set the brain of your kid up in such a way, and that's with him his whole life. That, that's acceptable. That men and women relate to each other in that very, very, in that very casual, inappropriate way. And because of, what the, because of the parent's decision to do that, to send the kid to such a place, 50 years from now, he still doesn't see anything wrong with the... With, with, uh, Yankel Schwartz kissing uh, Mrs. Katz by Kiddush. Even though he might not do it himself, because he became from her. But, yeah, you know, it's okay. He can live with it. If it was the Chavaz Chaim, he'd be crying and spitting and throwing himself on the floor and screaming, close, t- close the doors, lock the doors, we're getting, you know, we're going to bring in Hiddus and Hedron, and we're going to... But, but... So it's okay. It's okay. You know why it's okay? Because we went to those places. And because we grew up that way, and because our minds are not set straight. But if you take a sweet little Yushalmi, whose eyes are still 100% pure, and you put him in that place, and he sees married people kissing each other by Kiddush, men and women relating to each other like, like there's no, like there's, it makes no difference, like this or like that, and halacha shulchan means nothing. And you bring a little kid into such a place in Yushalayim, he looks at it in the eyes of, he looks in the eyes that are completely untainted. See, he, he, so what do we do? We take our little children, and we raise them in such a way, you put them into a co-ed camp, you raise the kid in such a way, where not only that, you have some people that say, this is healthier, because I want my kid to be able to relate. Like since high night, we weren't able to get married, only, you know, is it, we have to teach our kids how to relate. You know, so all this, all this, this crazy stuff, how do you, I don't even know, you don't even, how do you even argue with that? He's smarter than the Shulchan Aruch, and he's smarter than, smarter than, smarter than some say from the Hilmer Gain, smarter than the Chavaz Chaim. I have a new way of Chinuch. I want my ch- I want my child to be very familiar with Averis and Tumah and Taiva. <laughs> this way he'll know he'll know how to fight with it. What do you mean? He won't have to fight with it. He'll know how to enjoy the Tumah and the Taiva. He's not going to fight against the Tumah and the Taiva. He'll enjoy the Tumah and the Taiva. All these old bilbulim and games that come from the fact that we were raised with all the Narish kind. We saw the television and we, went our, and we went ourselves to those camps. So we think that our kids also have to go to the camps. You can't even give your kid a chance to set his brain in a normal way that he shouldn't look at a girl like somebody that every single, that, that is, that's no different that he could talk to, that he could relate to. Instead of somebody that grows up in Kedushan Tahirim and it comes time to get married, then he'll start meeting somebody and go out and doesn't have to get married. When he gets, by the time he gets married, he already has 4,000 girls in his brain. 4,000 girls, every single girl he ever met, Chaish Princeton, Sarabela, every single one. Since he's a little kid, 4,000 girls, and this is all because of your chinuch. You were mechanic your kid. It's terrific. 
<coughs> your daughter-in-law should give you a big yes <laughs> I want to thank you. I want to thank you, sir, dad. I want to thank you, dad, Schwer, for introducing my husband to 4,000 girls. So that every time he looks at me, he has every single girl that he ever saw on television and in real life. Shkoyach. Wouldn't it be nice to be, for that girl to go to, to you, for your daughter-in-law, to come to you and say, I want to I thank you? Because my husband never, never looked at another woman, only me. Never saw another woman in his life. He only looked at, his, at me. Could you imagine? But he has a kirch, a daughter-in-law would give a schwer. And all the wives are contending with, if they all feel that they're competing. If I would tell you a phone call I had this week from somebody in Brooklyn, Hashem Yerachim, a woman, a gewaldige woman, a woman, but with the husband, what's going on with this? She, he started a business with somebody, a home mice, and it's a woman. I can't even tell you. Bilbulma, all week on the phone, three hours a day, this Indian, I can't even tell you. And, and, and the Bilbulim, it's, it's, it's a pach. And, and what, and what do our daughters-in-law want? What do our daughters-in-law want? They want us to give them boys, husbands, that only, that only know them, that only think of them, that only saw them. That's what they want. That's what our daughters-in-law, our future daughters-in-law, that's what they want of us. And the sons-in-law, that's what they want. And what does the son-in-law want? The son-in-law wants what a, a, a girl that a girl that doesn't have all those things. Are we delivering? Are we doing what we're supposed to do? Are we giving? Are we giving our, our future daughter-in-law, future son-in-law the right the right spire? And Hashem's Baruch is asking. You can make believe it's not. Hashem's Baruch is every single day asking us this question because when they're little, we're preparing the spire. He sent your kid to a co-ed camp. You're making him into such a thing into that school, a camp, whatever it is. Twenty years from now, he's got he's got a thousand girls in his head. You don't believe me? Interview as many people as you like. <laughs> what do you mean you don't believe me? You know yourself, and I know myself because I grew up that way. We all did. Most of us here grew up that way. We're not. We don't have a different background. That's the mitzvahs. And the Shemesh is asking us every day to make good schayre, good schayre. The children, the children are in our hands to to shape, to mold, to give them all the best, the best, the best mamish, everything. Everything that's good and holy and pure, to set them in a good way that their minds and their hearts should be filled with a havel of the era. Look before Shabbat, you know, you're allowed to take a Yom Kippur Machsa even though it's not Yom Kippur. You know the bracha that you give to the kid every Yom Kippur? It would be a nice thing to, to look at it once in a while. You know that bracha, every Yom Kippur it's not such a chiddush because then our minds and hearts are straight. Try today, before Shabbos, look at the Machsa, the Yom Kippur, the bracha you give to the kid before you go to Shul, to call Nidre. And daven for your kid. Not on a Yom Kippur. That too, but I'm saying on a regular day. On an Arab Shabbos. And, and see whether or not that's what we're giving the kids. What we're daven for, do we really want them to have what we're saying? Look what it is. I, uh, I'm sure you remember the words. But you look there, you'll see. Your feet should run to Torah. Your eyes should only see that which is holy and pure. Your heart should be filled with love of God. Is that what we really want? Is that what we're giving our kids? So we're giving them a bracha every Yom Kippur. You put your hands on the head and you say, duh, 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 duh. "What do you mean?" The kid could say, "That's not. I don't know. That's not what. Uh, that's not what I. That's not what I'm getting from you. That's not what I see in the house." So you think it's enough to to, to mumble a couple of words every Yom Kippur and to cry a little bit and say, "Zayin Basa, it's going to be done." It's not vayda. Every minute of life is not vayda. Shemuz Bosh should help us. La avdecha, la avdecha, be'emes, be'emes.